听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎收听轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文学英语。在今天的节目中，我们将会听到美国剧作家迪翁·布西高勒的一句话，美国女诗人莎拉·蒂斯戴尔的一首诗歌《Night Song at Amalfi》，阿玛菲夜歌，以及由英国作家戴维·赫伯特·劳伦斯所写的散文《Morality and the Novel》，道德与小说。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. 人们在谈论着如何消磨时间，与此同时，时间也在不声不响地消逝人们的生命。迪翁·布西高勒。迪翁·布西高勒出生于1820年。1890年去世，爱尔兰裔美国剧作家及演员。他出生于都柏林。1853年到纽约之前，在伦敦当演员和剧作家。布西高勒的132部戏剧中，很多都是改编作品，比如他成功的音乐剧《混血儿》，就是改编自梅恩·里德的同名小说。在1860年创作了《金发美女》之后，布西高勒还创作了一系列爱尔兰喜剧片。Men talk of killing time, while time quietly kills them. Dion Boucicault. 人们在谈论着如何消磨时间，与此同时，时间也在不声不响地消逝人们的生命。迪翁·布西高勒。您正在收听的是轻松调频美文阅读《More to Read》，下面让我们一起走进诗歌的世界。More to Read， 闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day。Song at Amalfi, Sarah Teasdale. I asked the heaven of stars what I should give my love. It answered me with silence, silence above. I asked the darkened sea, down where the fishers go. 
it answered me with silence, silence below. Oh, I could give him weeping, or I could give him song. But how can I give silence my whole life long?《沙拉蒂斯戴尔》，我问繁星密布的夜空，我要给无爱以什么？夜空用沉默回答我，苍穹之上的沉默。我问暗黑的大海，捕鱼者飘向了哪里？大海用沉默回答我，浪涛之下
I could give him weeping, or I could give him song. But how can I give silence my whole life long? Fei Ye Ge, Charles Dyer. I ask Fancy Mi Bu's Night Sky, "What do I give to Love?" The Night Sky responds with silence, silence on the ground. I ask the dark sky, "Where did the sailor fly to?" The Night Sky responds with silence, silence on the ground. I can give him water. 也可报之以歌，但是我怎么能用沉默把爱他的一生度过？世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words。欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to Read。我是沈听，下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of words。戴维·赫伯特·劳伦斯，也就是 D.H. 劳伦斯，出生于1885年 ，1930 年去世。是二十世纪英国著名的小说家、批评家、诗人和画家。劳伦斯既以丰富的小说创作赢得了巨大的声誉，又以千首诗作奠定了他作为二十世纪重要诗人的地位。不过，他的散文同样充满了灵性、生命激情和丰富的想象力，具有浓重的思辨色彩，并且震撼人心。那么，在今天的节目中呢，我们就一起来读一篇由劳伦斯所写的散文。Morality and the novel, 道德与小说。由于时间关系，我们今天先来读这篇散文的上半部分。中文版本由陈庆勋翻译。Morality and the novel by D. H. Lawrence. 道德与小说，戴维·赫伯特·劳伦斯。The business of art is to reveal the relation between man and his circumambient universe at the living moment. As mankind is always struggling in the toils of old relationships, art is always ahead of the times, which themselves are always far in the rear of the living moment. 艺术的职责是在一个充满生机的瞬间，揭示人与其周围环境的关系。由于人类总是在旧关系的罗网中挣扎，所以艺术总是走在时代的前面，而时代则总是远远落在这一充满生机的瞬间的后面。When Van Gogh paints sunflowers, he reveals or achieves the vivid relation between himself as man and the sunflower. As sunflower at that quick moment of time, his painting does not represent the sunflower itself. We shall never know what the sunflower itself is, 
and the camera will visualize the sunflower far more perfectly than Van Gogh can. Van Gogh, 画向日葵时，他所展现的，或者说他所获得的，是在那一生机盎然的时刻，作为人的梵高与作为花的向日葵之间的那种生动的关系。他的画并不是描绘向日葵本身。至于向日葵的实质是什么，我们永远也无从知道。若要将向日葵的外形诉诸直观，照相机呈现的要比梵高完美的多。The vision on the canvas is a third thing, utterly intangible and inexplicable, the offspring of the sunflower itself and Van Gogh himself. The vision on the canvas is forever incommensurable with the canvas or the paint, or Van Gogh as a human organism. Or the sunflower as a botanical organism, you cannot weigh, nor measure, nor even describe the vision on the canvas. It exists, to tell the truth, only in the much debated fourth dimension. In dimensional space, it has no existence. 画布上展现出来的东西，既不是向日葵本身，也不是梵高自己，而是向日葵与梵高相结合而产生的一个第三者。它完全是摸不着、说不清的。画布上的图像，无论是跟画布、跟颜料、跟梵高这个人的机体，还是跟向日葵这个植物机体，都是永远不可通约的。画布上的图像既无法称量，也无法度量，更不可能用文字描述。说实在话，它仅仅存在于备受争议的第四维度上，在可以度量的空间里。It is a revelation of the perfected relation at a certain moment between a man and a sunflower. It is neither man in the mirror nor flower in the mirror. Neither is it above nor below or across anything. It is in between everything in the fourth dimension. It is a revelation of the perfected relation at a certain moment 也不是镜子里的花，它既不高于什么，也不低于什么，也不与什么交叉。它处在第四维度上，位于万事万物间。And this perfected relation between man and his circumambient universe is life itself for mankind. It has the fourth-dimensional quality of eternity and perfection. Yet it is momentaneous. 对人类而言。这种人与周围世界的完美关系，就是生命的本质。它具有第四维度永恒而完美的特质，但它又是瞬间的。Man and the sunflower both pass away from the moment, in the process of forming a new relationship. The relation between all things changes from day to day, in a subtle stealth of change. Hence, art, which reveals or attains to another perfect relationship, will be forever new. 在形成新关系的过程中，人和向日葵都从那一瞬间消失了。万事万物之间的关系都是日日更新、悄然变化的。因此，展现或者获得另一种完美关系的艺术将永远是新的。At the same time, that which exists in the non-dimensional space of pure relationship is deathless, lifeless, and eternal. 
That is, it gives us the feeling of being beyond life or death. We say an Assyrian lion or an Egyptian hawk's head lives. What we really mean is that it is beyond life and therefore beyond death. It gives us that feeling. And there is something inside us which must also be beyond life and beyond death. Since that feeling which we get from an Assyrian lion or an Egyptian hawk's head is so infinitely precious to us. As the evening star, that spark of pure relation between night and day has been precious to man since time began. 同时，存在于由纯粹关系构成的无维度空间中的事物，又是没有死亡、没有生命的，也就是永恒的。那就是说，它给我们一种超越生死的感觉。我们说，亚述人的狮子或者埃及人的鹰头是活的。我们的真正意思是说，它超越了生命，因而也超越了死亡。它给我们的是那种感觉。我们内心肯定也有某种东西是超越了生死的，因为我们从亚述狮子或者埃及鹰头上面获得的那种感觉，对我们来说是弥足珍贵的。就像星辰，那产生于黑夜与白昼纯粹关系中的火花，自远古以来对人类来说。If we think about it, we find that our life consists in this achieving of a pure relationship between ourselves and the living universe about us. This is how I save my soul by accomplishing a pure relationship between me and another person, me and other people, me and a nation, me and a race of man, me and the animals, me and the trees or flowers, me and the earth. Me and the skies and sun and stars, me and the moon, an infinity of pure relations, big and little, like the stars of the sky, that makes our eternity. For each one of us, me and the timber I am sawing, the lines of falls I follow, me and the dough I knead for bread, me and the very motion with which I write, me and the bit of gold I have got. This, if we knew it. Is our life and our eternity, the subtle, perfected relation between me and my whole circumambient universe? If we think about it, we will find that we live to serve the universe and the surrounding worlds to build a p u r 我与另一个人，我与其他的人，我与一个民族，我与一个种族，我与动物，我与树木或花草，我与地球，我与天空、太阳、星星，我与月亮，这无数种纯粹的关系，大大小小，就像满天的繁星一样。这些纯粹的关系使我们每个人永恒。包括我与我正聚着的木头和我使尽遵循的墨线，我与我做面包时揉的面团，我与我写字时的这个动作，我与我得到的一星半点黄金，都获得了永恒。但愿我们早就懂得，这就是我们的生命和我们的永恒，我与我周围整个世界之间的这种微妙的完美的关系。
And morality is that delicate, forever trembling and changing balance between me and my circumambient universe, which precedes and accompanies a true relatedness. 而道德，它就是我与我周围世界之间的一架永远颤动着、永远变化着的精密天平。它既先于一种真实的联系，又与它相伴相随。Now here we see the beauty and the great value of the novel, philosophy, religion, science. They are all of them busy nailing things down to get a stable equilibrium. Religion, with its nail-down one God, who says, "Thou shalt, thou shalt," and hammers home every time. Philosophy, with its fixed ideas. Science, with its laws. They all of them all the time want to nail us onto some tree or other. 至此，我们明白了小说的美与其伟大价值所在。哲学、宗教、科学，他们都在忙碌着把东西定得结结实实，以求得一种稳定的平衡。宗教定出来的唯我独尊的上帝在指手画脚。你应当，你不可，句句不容辩驳。哲学定出一套一成不变的概念，科学则定出一套定律。这三样东西时刻想着的都是把我们定死在某一棵树上。But the novel, no, the novel is the highest example of subtle interrelatedness that man has discovered. Everything is true in its own time, place, circumstance, and untrue outside of its own place. Time circumstance. If you try to nail anything down in the novel, either it kills the novel, or the novel gets up and walks away with the nail. 但小说不这样。小说是人类迄今发现的最能说明事物间微妙的相互关系的典范。任何事物在它自己的时间、地点、环境之内都是真实的。而在此之外，都是不真实的。在小说中，如果你想把什么定个结实，那么要么是钉子害小说没命，要么就是小说站起身来，带着钉子一块走远。Morality in the novel is the trembling instability of the balance. When the novelist puts his thumb in the scale to pull down the balance to his own predilection, that is immorality. 小说中的道德就是导致天平颤抖而不稳定的因素。如果小说家把大拇指伸进秤盘，想使天平向自己偏爱的一边倾斜，那就是不道德。The modern novel tends to become more and more immoral as the novelist tends to press his thumb heavier and heavier in the pan, either on the side of love, pure love, or on the side of licentious freedom. 现代小说的趋势是变得越来越不道德，因为小说家的大拇指往秤盘里使的力气越来越大，要么是让天平往爱情、纯洁的爱情一边倾斜，要么是往无法无天的自由一边倾斜。The novel is not, as a rule, immoral because the novelist has any dominant idea or purpose. The immorality lies in the novelist's helpless, unconscious predilection. Love is a great emotion.
But if you set out to write a novel, and you yourself are in the throes of the great predilection for love, love as a supreme, the only emotion worth living for, then you will write an immoral novel. 按道理说，小说并不是因为小说家有什么占主导地位的意图或者目的就不道德了。不道德的根源在于，小说家那不由自主的、无意识的偏爱。爱情是一种伟大的感情，但是如果动手写小说时，你正陷在对爱情的巨大偏爱之中，认为爱情是至高无上的，是值得为之而活的唯一一种感情，那么你就会写出不道德的小说来。Because no emotion is supreme or exclusively worth living for. All emotions go to the achieving of a living relationship between a human being and the other human being, or creature, or thing he becomes purely related to. All emotions, including love and hate, and rage and tenderness, go to the adjusting of the oscillating, unestablished balance between two people who amount to anything. If the novelist puts his thumb in the pan for love, tenderness, sweetness, peace. Then he commits an immoral act. He prevents the possibility of a pure relationship, a pure relatedness, the only thing that matters, and he makes inevitable the horrible reaction when he lets his thumb go towards hate and brutality, cruelty and destruction. Because no emotion is supreme, is the only thing that matters. 所有的感情都是为了在一个人同与他纯粹相关的另一个人、另一个动物或另一件事情之间建立一种充满生气的关系，包括爱与恨、暴怒与柔情在内的所有感情，都应该用于调整任意两者之间那架摇晃不定的天平。如果小说家为了爱情、柔情、甜蜜、安宁而把拇指伸进秤盘，那他就做了一件不道德的事。他阻碍了建立纯粹关系与纯粹联系这一最重要事情的可能性。而且，当他拿开拇指时，必然会使天平做出可怕的反应，朝仇恨与暴行、残酷与毁灭的一边倾斜。Life is so made that opposites sway about a trembling center of balance. The sins of the fathers are visited on the children. If the fathers drag down the balance on the side of love, peace, and production, then in the third or fourth generation, the balance will swing back violently to hate, rage, and destruction. We must balance as we go. 生活就是由围绕着天平颤动着的轴心而左右摇摆的对立面构成的。父辈犯下罪孽，子女遭报应。如果父辈把天平往爱情、和平与创造的一边压，那么到了第三代或者第四代那里，天平就会朝憎恨、盛怒与毁灭的一边猛烈倾斜。我们必须一边往前走，一边保持平衡。
感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。今天的节目就到这儿了，我是沈听，我们明天见。